Hello, hello, hello. We're hot. Mike's hot. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 6 Talons and Tea Leaves. Welcome to Potter Watch. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. <laughs> and this is Potter Watch. How do we start? This is another episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. So that's take two of that because uh, it's been so long since we recorded an episode that I forgot We've how lost to ourselves. do the intro. This is our. This is starting off well. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in from our last episode. The password was um, "What classroom do we enter?" In this chapter, <laughs> which uh, we realized that it could be multiple answers, but we were really... I think we meant new classroom. Yeah. That we have yet to be in. Which is um, Professor Sybil. Sybil Trelawney. So we have um, adjusted the magic. So if you said Snape's dungeon or Professor McGonagall's classroom yeah. or perhaps... Um, Hagrid's, uh... Patch. Patch. Padlock. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, then you were also able to, uh, listen to this episode. Thank you for your patience. You're so welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so, this is chapter six, Talons and Tea Leaves. Um, otherwise known as what, Alex? Oh, what did I name this chapter? I named it Beware of Brats with Blonde Hair. <laughs> um, I named it A Grim Tale of Karma. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So we both went a little bit Trelawney. Yeah. A little... A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of lamp. Um, do you want to give us a quick synopsis? No, you should don't. Oh my God. Do the synopsis. Okay, so, in this chapter, it's pretty long, um, Harry and the gang go to, um, Professor Trelawney's class for the first time, which is divination, um, she makes some predictions, Harry is... Um, she thinks that Harry's gonna die because she saw the Grimm in his teacup. Hermione's not buying it. Then they go to McGonagall's class. And then, um, McGonagall's also not buying it. Then they go to Hagrid's first class as care of magical creatures and learn about hippogriffs. But Malfoy ducks up and gets injured. And so Hagrid's really sad and drunk, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> yep. I think. That's what happened. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. There's a lot to it. No, a I'm, lot of classes. I'm glad to talk about it, too. Um, I'm more excited, I think, to talk about it than you are. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm just sitting. I don't know why I did I don't that. know. I mean... I felt the impulse. I went with you it. You might be. I'm pretty excited <laughs> to talk about the chapter after this. The, I'm uh, pretty excited about all these chapters. Bogart in the... The Bogart one. Um. Okay. So, let's get this going. Whoop, whoop. Pansy right. sucks. Is that... Is that what you're... That's my opening... Is she even in this chapter? Harry, hey Potter, shrieks Pansy. Oh yeah, Potter, the Dementors are coming. Potter, woo! Ooh. She's just like jumping in on like already a dumb joke by Malfoy and Crab and Goyle, but like she's like trying to be extra, and I hate her. Yeah, like Malfoy has a clear reason why he's insulting Harry all the time, and Pansy, you have no excuse. Pansy is trying to get into Draco's pants. Yeah, and he's not interested. I mean, he's interested in the attention. Yeah. Well, that's about all he's interested in. Ugh. Which is why Pansy sucks, so. Oh, I, me. Is she even in this chapter? My first notes about her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's because her name is with Malfoy's and I can only see, you know, but so much, um, <laughs> Pratt at a time. Um, Malfoy and Pansy pretending to faint asshole that's all my notes that's all my notes says i guess combined they are one asshole yikes um just for those keeping track at home there's still no mention of anyone with the last name of green grass look she comes just, she comes saying, later we're in book three of seven at this point there I, she, has been no mention she's there J.K. Rowling messed up and didn't add her in until later, but right. she is in there. I'm just saying, like, up until this point, we're just keeping track at home. There's been no mention yet. The day, the day that it is in the chapter. I want to be I'm, proved wrong. I'm going to wear, like, I'm going to be so obnoxious. Get ready, readers. Get, I mean, listeners, just get ready. I'm going to, like, have a shirt on. Maybe I'll post it. It's going to be like, we found green grass. I knew you were there all along. Oh, my god. I'm going to have streamers. Like, like, I want this to happen. Like, I want to be proven wrong. But somebody has to take the stance that she does not exist, except for in the world of the internet. I really want to go to just, like, the Harry Potter wiki. No, I but don't. But now it's, I like, know. we've it's... gone too far. Like, I'm not gonna do it. It's more fun to, to find it um, organically. Yes, that's true. I hope I never need to use Daphne in a fic, because uh. Uh, I just can't look at that. I'm just, um... like, daft by the whole thing. Oh, are you? <laughs> uh, okay. Forge. Uh, they don't make fun of Harry, which I think is nice. Like, if it had been Ron, they probably would. Yeah. Um, and they, like, are genuinely, like, don't worry about it. Like, Dementors suck. Forge are the best, honestly. I love them. <laughs> Malfoy running into their compartment, nearly wetting himself. That That is things that I wish was in the movie. I just need to see (laughs) baby Tom Felton being, like, in his shitty self, running into that compartment and being like, Oh, Prendor, save me! I mean, I feel like I can picture it, though, because when he gets scared, um, they have this face of him. I think it's in the first one when um, (laughs) Quirrell comes in and, like, they cut to his face and I know you guys can't see it but he's like (gasps) 
like yeah, wide eyes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking um, and about. And that's what I picture for um, this. Oh god, he, I so many, and he also does a great face. We'll talk about this later. But when the hippogriff, like when he's like, um, oh yeah, um, it just it's killed me. I'm dead. Great performance, Tom Felton. Great performance. Um. Um, this Hermione thing with taking too many classes is so funny because though she like sorted it with McGonagall, it it's like not a good enough explanation. Like they didn't come up with good enough yeah. covers. Like she's lucky that Ron and Harry are her two best friends. Like I mean, Ron is very curious. Ron upset. is suspicious. Harry, it could literally go over his head. Why doesn't he care? Like, he's like, eh. Let Hermione do what she's gonna do. Like, I think it's cute, actually. I have that later in my notes that Ron is, like, so, like, I know, I invested in it. But, still, it does not make sense. Like, they don't push hard enough. Yeah, I mean, I think she is good at deflecting it. And she kind of just, like, snaps at them and they're afraid of her, so, um... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call that good at it. She's just like, mm, don't you like the pudding? Like, and I'd be like, She's like, yeah, don't worry about the it. the pudding is great. Could you please tell me how it's possible that you've been to ten classes today? Okay, thanks. Um... Oh, yeah, I was, like, Ron is the most observant when it comes to Hermione. Like, he's not so observant cute. any other time. So cute. Just Adorable. Her, Hermione. Romione for life. <laughs> um, Sir Cadogan. That's my next note. Yeah, I love this whole plot line with him. Yeah. Yep. Um, which... So it's going back to our book that we have here called The Ultimate Unofficial Guide to the Mysteries of Harry Potter by uh, Waters. Waters. Um, and they have a thing in here that um, he's supposed to be like a Don Quixote. Quixote. Yeah. Don Quixote. Type knight mm-hmm. where he's like not good at it. And they also compared it to um, the White Knight in Through the Looking Glass, the Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. book, um, which I've never read it, so... I'm just going to trust that it is the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was it on that. Um, You know what I just realized? You did not do the recap. (laughs) What? Oh, you did. The synopsis? Yes. I definitely did. I know. I (laughs) did. Wow, we are, like, in a weird, I'm out of it. such mood. a weird, like, I'm not here. I'm not present. It's Sunday afternoon, evening, and... I've already had a cocktail, because I went to lunch. Like, <laughs> I went for a formal ladies' lunch, so... Ladies oh. who lunch. Here's but... to the ladies who lunch. <laughs> but we're here, we're, we are here for you all. They're uh, <laughs> thick and thin. Um... I said, where are the other Gryffindors, though, um, like, trying to get to the tower? Like, why is it only Ron, Hermione, and Harry that are having trouble finding it? Like, where's everybody else in their class? Like, did they just know where it was? Very good point. 
Like, you know that Seamus and Dean and Neville didn't know where they were going. Oh, Neville definitely. Well, is Neville in that class? Yeah. Yeah. He breaks the two Oh, yeah, all the time. He just breaks them a lot. Wow, my head is literally I'm like, gone. Also, they all the Gryffindors take classes together. Yeah, but not all of them have to take Oh, divination. yeah, they signed up for whatever they wanted. But I, so it seems like the whole class is there. And that's, that care of magical creatures. That's true. Who, who is in Hermione's arithmetic class? Oh, Draco Malfoy all the Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs, I think. That's true. Like Ernie. Ernie's definitely in arithmetic. And Justin Finch Fletch is probably in uh, Muggle Studies. Even though he's also Muggle-born. Only Muggle-borns take up Muggle studies. And, like, Arthur Weasley. Aww. Oh, my note about the divination just says, that's a lot of work to get into divination. You have to climb the climb a bunch of stairs, then a ladder. I'd be like, wow. I mean, they don't have gym class, so. That's true, and they eat all of that Hogwarts food. They need that walk. <laughs> they need it. Um, I said that Sybil Trelawney, whatever, she must, like, look forward to, like, this first day so much. Like, she gets so hype about it. And, like, coming out of the shadows. She's so, she's so funny. What a card. What a character. I also love this, like, good on J.K. Rowling's part, venturing into the school clouds with my inner, uh, clouds my inner eye, said Sybil Trelawney, you know? Like, it's a good way to cover up that we basically haven't heard about her for the previous two years. Like, we hear about some of the other teachers that teach electives, but we have not heard about Trelawney. I know. So she's like, oh, I don't go, I don't venture out in the school. It clouds my inner eye. I had a note about that, too. I was like, what do you think the reason is that she actually doesn't go? Do you think it's because the teachers make fun of her or because she's, like, low-key an alcoholic? That she just doesn't go. What? She is. She always talking about her sherry bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's an alcoholic. She has a like for a, the sherry. They talk oh, yeah, about she gets it. Really sad. And she's in the like, one. she finds the room of requirement because she gets so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> she just likes to have a good time. Okay. It's like her version of weed. Like it's like she. It like helps. Her connect with the her spirits. I don't know. I'm just asking if that's the reason why she doesn't go out. Is I'm sure it's because people just... tease her. I also think she probably does think that associating with like you know other people and like you know being so connected to the natural world pulls her away from her from her visions. What do you think about her? predictions that she makes in the class um i love them because they do come back so i've noted them for when they come back um yeah and i'm just gonna read from this book again well there's a couple of funny things one note says um from waters we know that jkr jk rowling um borrows extensively from greek literature it may be far-fetched but a bowler hat which is what ron sees in his teacup um just like the Greek letter W, omega, as an omen equals omega, or last, maybe. Yeah, it's a stretch. Forget it. That's what it says in the book. <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch. Forget it. Um, and then they said, just to watch Trelawney carefully, that she may be a fraud. That she might be a fraud, but um, only because of her ego and lack of an open mind. Um... 
and she's convinced herself she's all seen. The funniest part about Trelawney is that she's not a fraud. It's that she overcompensates. Yeah. So can we, like, believe her? Because Harry did see a dog, and, like, the dog's gonna come back, like, with the grim. That's kind of what this is saying, is, like, basically guessing that she's not actually a fraud. Well, I don't think she's a fraud either, because doesn't Neville's grandmother get sick later? No, they never mention that. Or the the bunny thing happens with yeah but i thought i don't know for some reason i thought i saw like on tumblr somewhere where they have like actually looked at like all the predictions she made and i mean how do you explain harry like dying though he does die not in this book yeah but he does die Um, yeah, that one's the biggest stretch to me. Oh, no, I, and I honestly do think that she embellishes. Like, I don't think yeah. the Harry one is true. Like, I think it's just her, her, him seeing the dog. And, like, you know, he's and definitely... the dog does bring yeah. that a- about misery. But, um. And, like, he almost dies, so. But I do think she, like, you know, like, I think also McGonagall's not lying that she does predict every year that someone's gonna die like it is like her thing my note on that says I picture Trelawney doing research on each of her students so she could be impressive on the first day like that she knew about Neville's grand like I just think it's so cute and I said Ron they to Parvati she was like watch out for a red-haired man and like Ron goes to the dance next year with Padma. So yeah, like, I thought about that, but I, I think that one's a stretch. Yeah. Also, just, like, be aware of Ron, really. Yeah, Ron is not to be trusted. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, that's what my, um, that's what my chapter title is in reference to, is, uh, Trelawney said beware of a man with, um, red hair, and my chapter title was beware of a brat with blonde hair. I did not know that's what you were referencing, so I'm glad you did clarify that. I thought <laughs> it might need some clarification. Um, yeah, that was my note on that. I would love this. I still have more, tr- uh, I have more divination, because I would Yeah, take, so do I. I like divination class. Like, I, even though it's, like, crazy, like, <laughs> I would still take it like knowing what I know I probably wouldn't take care of magical creatures even though like if it was taught by someone else that would probably be one of the electives I'd want to take but uh even knowing what I know about divination I would still take it because I think it would be like watching a uh a bad movie you know like it's funny because it's just so it's such a train wreck I wouldn't be able to do that I would think it's funny um, but for a whole year where you have to, like, actually take the class. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It reminds me of, you know, take, especially if I was taking it with, like, Ron and Harry. Not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with my friends, like, that also didn't take it seriously. But Because they just have fun making up their shit that they yeah. write. I feel like you would want to take it seriously, though. Oh, that's I would love it. I'd be really interested in it. But You'd be more of a Providey or a Lavender. But I, w- I think I wouldn't, like, if... But I would also really like McGonagall as a teacher, and if she was like, yeah, Trelawney isn't, you know, I would believe McGonagall, I think, over Trelawney, and then I'd have to, like, have a fun, have a fun go of it. I'm not saying I'd take it all seven years, or whatever, how many years, all five years, but, 
I, this first year. I think I'd enjoy it. Um, well, I, so the whole cup thing with Neville, I was like, what happened to Reparo? Yeah. <laughs> and I, that made me question if, like, Sybil is maybe, like, low-key a squib. Um, I think it's more has, that she like, just wanted that. Power. She wanted that, um. To have that fine. Yeah, she just wanted that, you know. Yeah. That little show of, a. Because we never really see her do magic that the much. Deer. <laughs> um, she might create fire. Um, mm. But I was trying to think about that. That's true. And I, I think it is worth thinking about, like, the lore of it. You know, if you have yeah. one gift, does it make your other magical abilities lessen? Because I could see her not being that great at magic. Yeah. Um, that would be really upsetting, though, because she's not that great at divination. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, just to what you were saying about, like, taking that class, Ron and Harry think they are so funny. Like, they I find know. such pleasure with how they are, like, they're sniggering all the, the time. It's so cute. And that carries I, on, It's too. good friendship. I just think yeah. it's funny. When it's said in the next book, when, like, they're not getting along, and they're, like, in that class together, and that's, like, when they have their most fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to read their little feud next book. Mm. Just like I'm dread, like as much as I love this book, I'm also dreading the the huge fight between Ron and Hermione. Yeah, I mean it's simmering. I know, that's what made me think of it. Ugh. I also said that third book Hermione is so cray when she's like, um, sassing or. Trelawney, she's like, um, everybody knows about Harry, you know who, like, <laughs> whispering it loudly. Yeah, her sass level is so, like, her shade, that's how, that's what, like, Hermione throws so much shade in this book. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sitting here like, Hermione, girl, reel it in. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's my next note? Um... Oh, Harry does work for the Ministry of Magic. Oh, with the bowler, bowler hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Ron. Maybe you're a seer. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, do you think that Trelawney believes what she is saying? Like, yeah. do you think she thinks she's not a fraud? Yes. I think it's one of those things where she's said it for so long that she's convinced herself. Yeah. And, like, in a sad way, like, I think there's, she has some consciousness to know that she's not as good as she wants to be. Yeah. But I believe that she believes. That she does have the power of sight. Yes. Which she's right. She is, she does have the power of sight. Just right. Just not in the way that, so tragic. Tragic hero. <laughs> she got what she wanted, but not in the way that she expected. Um, I've got notes on the Grim coming up. Yeah, me too. It says the Grim in all caps. I wish we had that character I from the movie to tell us. He doesn't name? have one. No, I looked we, it up. Remember, we, he had one. I thought. Well, it's not on IMDb because that's how I looked it up. But what's hold on. his name? <laughs> Are you 
joke black guy in Prisoner of Azkaban. That'll sure narrow it down. It'll be like Dean Thomas and him. It's the Grim. The what? The Grim is the darkest omen in our world. He knew what he was talking the about, though. Of death. <laughs> What's his name? I swear, Brielle looked Bem. At- yeah, Bem! His name is Bem! That's him! There he is. Bem! <laughs> Bem is- Bem's existed. Okay, when we do the drinking game for the movie, we have to, like, finish your drink every time Bem has- is where he's not meant to be. <laughs> because he is featured. Yeah, he's somewhere else in the movie, too, like, at a Quidditch match. No, he's right here on Harry's, like, <laughs> deathbed. Why is Oh, Bim... yeah, after the Quidditch yeah, match. Yeah, why is Bim there? Um. Taking the form of a giant spectral dog, it's among the darkest omens in our world. It is the omen of death. <laughs> Bim! That is such a great, oh, God. That just, that really tickled me. I'm, like, crying. Yeah, so I wish we had him in the book. The article is non-canon. It's <laughs> Bim is non-canon, even though he's in the movie. On the Harry he's Potter not even wiki. movie canon. Well, because what's really interesting about Bim is that he doesn't make sense because we know all of the boys in Gryffindor of that year, and Bim is supposed to be in their year, but does not exist. Flying through the radar, under the radar. Yeah, it says he was sorted into Gryffindors in Harry Potter's year. However, he does not dorm with Harry and his and friends. <laughs> How wow, strange. that's some segregation, right? Rude. <laughs> they let Dean in. I guess. Oh, that's was, true. I guess Bim was just a little too dark for them. Oh, rough, man. rough, rough for yeah, them. Yeah, he's Nigerian descent. Mm-hmm. Did they just guess that, or is the actor Nigerian descent? Like, did they make up this biography based on his skin? says he would not share a dormitory with other known Gryffindor boys in his year. During Bem's second year, the school would be under attack from a basilisk. Um, That's just the things that happen in the second year. Bem was not a mentioned casualty. Yikes. Bem died before movie four, so... Physical appearance. He was a black boy with dark eyes and a round face. They used the past tense was. <laughs> Bem died somewhere in this book. He was an unnamed character. Yeah, so in the credits, he's just simply listed as boy one. However, on the Prisoner of Azkaban DVD, the closed captions identify the character as Bem. <laughs> his only appearance. <laughs> Harry Potter Wiki has five images related to Ben. <laughs> Two of them are the same picture. <laughs> there he is with Dean. <laughs> I hope he's just like transferring for like the year. Yeah, he went to Ilvermorny. He was like, this shit is too much at Hogwarts. I gots to go. Or maybe he goes to, like, a Nigerian school. I'm, I'm like, against this Nigerian thing. I think it's racist. 
all of it is made up. I know, but it's weird that they... I don't know. Okay. A little off track, but not really. Um, I said why or like when, who decided that a dog was going to be the sign of death? Like, that just seems weird. That the Is that like mythological? Yeah, I think so. We can look it up. I wanted to do for this book particularly like myth section where like I went into the mythology of stuff. Okay. And I was going to do that. There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should see if we have any fan theories coming up. Um, here, let me look that up really quick. Oh, okay. I got it. So, um, a black dog is associated as, like, the grim and stuff like that because of hellhounds. That's how it starts. What are hellhounds? So, like, um... A hellhound is, like, a devil-type ghostly figure. Let me get it. I'll Let me just read what Wikipedia has said. Um, so, um, a black dog is a name given to an entity found primarily in folklore of the British Isles. The black dog is essentially a, noc- um, a nocturnal apparition often said to be associated with the devil or hellhounds. Which is a supernatural dog in folklore. Um, It's ominous or hellish, um, and it occurs in mythologies around the world. Features have been attributed to hellhounds, including mangled black fur, (coughs) serious black, (coughs) glowing red eyes, super strength and speed, ghostly phantom, I think they just protect hell or guard hell or something, or they bring you to hell. Um, they are often aside to guard the entrance of the world of the dead. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, that's where it comes from, is the idea of the hellhound. The origins of the black dog are difficult to discern. It is impossible to ascertain whether the creature originated in the Celtic or Germanic elements in the British culture. Throughout European mythology, dogs have been associated with death. Examples of this are a bunch of things I can't pronounce, but we just needed to know. Um, It's interesting that she includes it because it's clearly a huge part of British mythology, which is why I think we're not as familiar with it. Um... But very cool. But that's good to know, because I was like, man, who picked a dog to be the death <laughs> Um, My sources are Wikipedia. So, <laughs> come at us. So, so uh, very, uh, very legit. Oh, and I said Harry Sass is coming in strong when he says, when you've all finished deciding whether I'm going to die or not. <laughs> And then he doesn't even say anything else. He just says, when you've all finished. I actually want to do um, do that as a quote. Okay, great. Jim, thank you. <laughs> he hardly heard what Professor McGonagall was telling them about animagi, wizards who could transform at will into animals, and wasn't even watching when she transformed herself in front of their eyes into a tabby cat with spectacle markings around her eyes. Really, what has got into you all today? said Professor McGonagall, turning back into herself with a faint pop and staring around at them all. 
Not that it matters, but that's the first time my transformation's not got applause from a class. Everybody's heads turned towards Harry again, but nobody spoke. Then Hermione raised her hand. Please, Professor, we've just had our first divination class, and we were reading the tea leaves, and... Ah, of course, said Professor McGonagall, suddenly frowning. There's no need to say any more, Miss Granger. Tell me, which of you will be dying this year? Everyone stared at her. Me, said Harry, finally. I see, said Professor McGonagall, fixing Harry with her beady eyes. Then you should know, Potter, that Sybil Trelawney has predicted the death of one student a year since she arrived at this school. None of them have died yet. Seeing death omens is her favorite way of greeting a new class. If it were not for the fact that I never speak ill of my colleagues... Professor McGonagall broke off, and they saw that her nostrils had gone white. She went on more calmly. Divination is one of the most imprecise branches of magic. I shall not conceal from you that I have very little patience with it. True, seers are very rare, and Professor Trelawney... She stopped again, and then said, in a very matter-of-fact tone, you look in excellent health to me, Potter, so you will excuse me if I don't let you off homework today. I assure you that if you die, you need not hand it in. <laughs> I just love McGonagall in this scene. She's like, um, excuse me, I transformed. Why isn't everyone clapping? <laughs> but not that it matters. I don't want to speak ill of a colleague, but... I know. <laughs> she's throwing so much shade. So much shade. Oh, God. Um, also, when in the audiobook, when Harry says, me, I'm going to put this in it. She goes, um, tell me, which of you will be dying this year? Everyone stared at her. And then, me, said Harry. Like, And it's so sad on the audiobook. He's just like... Me. It's me, McGonagall. It had to be me. Um. I love that we talked about this, that Ron's the only one that notices or cares about Hermione. My note just says, what's up, Harry? Like, does not say one word about it so I know. Far. He's just so, like, self-absorbed at this point in his life. My next note. Oh, Hagrid, you just have to stroke it. <laughs> Come on, Hagrid. Um, I thought they were funny. I think that it makes sense all, right before that, um, that Ron, like, is super believing of the whole Grimm thing. Like, that just makes sense for Ron, since he's, like, more familiar with... I also think it's dumb that Hermione doesn't trust it. Like, I... Like, I get why she doesn't trust Trelawney, obviously, but I don't get why she doesn't believe this, like, magical lore. Because that's not just, like, that seems like something she would have come across. Like, omens that are like, haha, that's just an omen to humans, are real in the magical world. So it seems like something that she would respect. I don't know. I think she's saying, like... The idea of omens is real, but, like, if somebody sees it, like, they're not dying because they saw the omen. They're dying because they think they're going to die or no, something. I, no, yeah. I know that's what she's saying, but I feel like that's a very human way to look at it and not, like, Ron saying, like, this is, 
like most wizards. Yeah. He's like speaking for like the everyman. Yeah. I want to I want Hermione's perspective on this book like when she's like having to lie to them and like going back and forth from classes like she it just would be so interesting because yeah. She's like balancing so many things in this book. Oh, well, she crashes insane. and burns. Right. But like just to see it from her perspective. Yeah. Pizza's here. Oh, yeah, the last thing I was saying is that just to have her perspective, I think, would be really cool. No, I agree. Um, I mean, I would like to get... I would I would honestly go back and read the books from Hermione's... Per- like, oh, or yeah. from a different person's perspective each book. Like, oh, that'd Hermione be really cool. for three, obviously. Um, Ron for four. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Sad. Really sad, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, both for, you know, the stuff that happens earlier, and then... Yeah. I think one is interesting from Harry's point of view. Oh, yeah. Probably best leave that. Two, who would it be cool from? Jenny. Oh, Ob's. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely Jenny's point of view. Five, I think, would be hard. I don't know. Fred and George's George's point of view, I think, would be interesting. Six from Draco's point of view. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, um, excuse me, I'm eating pizza. Um, Dumbledore for six. Yeah, that's true. But I think. I mean, his would be all of his, like, adventures. Yeah. That could be its own book. That's true. And then a split. We'll have Draco do six of his own. It also might be interesting to do. Seven from Draco's. Because he's also not in school. Yeah. But I'd want, but like, I would Neville. Want, yeah, I would want it from Neville's point. I was just about to say that. I want seven from Neville's point of view. Or even Luna, but she's, like, captured for half of it. Yeah, and also Luna's, like, I feel like it would be really hard to read a whole book from Luna's point of view. <laughs> like, like, I could not be in Luna's head for 700 pages. Like, <laughs> Man, we just gave people some really great ideas for some fan fiction. I'm sure it's been done. Um, I don't know if I would read it from fanfiction, though, because it wouldn't be enough of a news story. Like, yeah. if I would want it written by JK, you know? Yeah. I think we just came up with some great ideas, though. So. Yeah, we should. We should talk to JK. Mm-hmm. And then collaborate with be the like, queen. They did it with the host or whatever that one was the twilight one. Oh, oh yeah the one where uh where they uh it was like something sun where they did the first book um, from edwards i thought that was the, the host. host is the same author but mm. it's a different book completely than the twilight series but she but the difference being that the that one she uh the the one that was in edwards point of view she got upset because it was leaked on the internet and so she stopped writing it and out of spite did not publish it oh my gosh that's so funny i kind of remember that happening I, <laughs> well, for some reason i thought it ended up getting published or something no i mean like it, i maybe i was just like did not care but it like that's funny i do not remember it being posted um i also oh but they did do that with the Divergent books. She released um, the first book oh, okay. from Four's point of view. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. 
I mean, it's probably her fault if it got leaked. Like, she must have leaked it and then been like, I don't want to do it. Because, like, how would anyone get that? I mean, it depends on who she sent it to. Like, maybe a first reader leaked it and she wasn't Uh-oh. supposed to or they weren't supposed to. Or, you know, I don't know. Or someone hacked her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really care, but, um, I do remember that scandal that freshman year of high school. Rough. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm at Hagrid's class now. Is that where you're at? Um, yes. Okay, Malfoy's sass is too, is so high at the beginning of this, and though I can't stand him by the end of the chapter, I think he's justified at the beginning for his sass. Like, I feel like some of the things he said are things I would say to my friends, like, in hushed tones, if I had been in that class. Oh, how silly we've all been. I know. Just stroke it. Like, I was like, oh, I hate that I agree with Malfoy. Like, Same. I was like, it's, and it's so hard for them to, like, defend their friend, Hagrid. Yeah. When they know that he's, like, in the wrong. Yeah, they're all like, oh, shut up, Malfoy. Yeah, they have no other comeback. Um, and I was like, Hagrid just has so little, like, self-awareness and, like, forethought. Like, what, you should have known that, like, nobody would know how to open the book. Yeah, you just stroke it. I thought it would be a laugh. <clears throat> like, it is funny. I don't get the point of having a book like that, but that's, like, a great idea for the Care of Magical Creatures things. Just tell them what they need to do, though. Yeah. It would have been more... It would have been better for if if he if he asked for, like, a, a... I don't know. Like, you have to pay the school whatever for that book. And then, or the school purchases the book for you, and then he gives them out on the first day of class, and it's, like, your job to figure out how to calm the book is, like, your first oh, lesson. Oh, you should teach Care of Magical Creatures. That's a great idea. Thanks. I'd love to teach Care of Magical Creatures. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be fun, because that's, like, a really good entry-level thing, whereas Hippogriffs is more, um... Down the road. I don't know. I also think Hippogriffs is, like, a good first lesson. I think, I think it's it a great, yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's similar to Lupin with the Bogart. That's what you I know? was thinking, Like, I yeah. think it's a fun thing. And it would have been fine. Like, everyone was having fun, and then Malfoy didn't listen and wasn't following instructions. Yeah. It was 100% Malfoy's fault. I said, um, he peaked. Hagrid peaked here. Like, this was such a great lesson. <laughs> um, and... There's no coming it back from this, though, for Hagrid. Well, that's I, what I said. It's such a shame that the rest of his class gets ruined because he's so, like, afraid now to do anything. In the next book, I think it's in the fourth one, yeah, that they do the nipplers. That's also a really great lesson. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, I thought Thestrals was cool, too, actually. So he has, like, one good lesson per year. So sad. Um, I like to believe that he gets better, that he gets oh. over this hippogriff thing, because it one, it's just sad that that class goes to waste, because I think that's a really interesting and cool class, 
care of magical creatures. Yeah. You know? And he's and so knowledgeable. Right, he knows so much right. about the creatures. Yeah. I don't know. I It's hard because, like, nobody takes this class their sixth grade year. I know. I want to root for him, but it, he's so bad. J.K. Rowling, why would you do that to us? Yeah. So sad. He's just not successful, and he doesn't even have, like, a partner. Like, him and uh, oh, Madame Maxine don't really work out. I know. He's fang. And grop. He gets grop he at gets the end. He gets grop. He gets still. Whatever, yeah. I have a brother. Doesn't make up for me being a failure. Aww. <laughs> Poor Hagrid. Um... I said, where is the Gryffindor spirit at? Like, everyone's scared to do anything. It's a class full of Gryffindors and Slytherins. I get the Slytherins not doing it, but, like, Harry's the only one that's, like, willing to go, like, bow to this hippogriff. I know. But I think when you're in a room full of Gryffindors, it either cancels out or, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's, like, if no one, but if it was something that was, like, everybody was really... Like, oh, we're going to be so brave yeah. about it. Then everybody would have to do it. It's like, as soon as Harry does it, how everyone's like, oh, we're going to do it now. I would think they'd want to show up the Slytherin and be like, we don't, we're not scared. But like. Nobody yeah. trusts Hagrid after I the know. books. And it's like valid. <laughs> I had that same thought though, because I would do the hippogriff thing. Oh, I also, oh, oh, I have this note about Harry. I'm just going off. I'm just talking. I'm not even looking at my notes anymore. Um, Harry is so sweet. I said, my golden-hearted little bean, when he vo- <laughs> when he volunteers, it's so sweet because he's like, I don't even trust Hagrid on this one. I know. But he's like, I can't let him. And Hagrid's like pleading for him. Oh, somebody to it's do just it. so sweet. Harry, because I, like, relate to that. Like, he just, like, you you see this person struggling. He just can't. He just couldn't I do know. it. I know. I would sometimes do that in class where I'd just, like, raise my hand yeah, because and I just felt talk, bad. You know? To the, Not quite Interact the same, with the but... teacher. But it's, it's, a, it's a similar yeah. thing. Like, you can't watch someone who's desperately trying to, like, get that approval struggle. That's why I can't go to stand-up. Because I'm too, no, it's true, it's because I'm too susceptible to that, so if someone stand up and they're bad, oh, and yeah. nobody else, I can't watch it, like, it destroys me, so I just don't go to stand up. It's very uncomfortable, because they know that they're bombing, and yeah. it's oh, like. Ooh, that's just, oh, I can't, And then I when they try to it. address it, and they're like, man, this isn't going well, and they're uh, like, no, it's You just not. keep digging, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, like, it's it wouldn't even be worth it if they were good. <laughs> For me, you know, the idea that they might be bad is not enough to get me to go. Because I can't deal with that secondhand embarrassment. I do like um, how they do this whole thing in the movie, though, with the hippogriffs. and. Oh, yeah, I have that note, too, that it's so beautiful in the movie. And then Harry has that freedom, and he's like, woo! Yeah. Woohoo! You know, and I like I like it. It's a good moment in the movie. In the book, it's like, and he went around in a circle, and then he landed. And he didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I also said that, um, so there's a line in here that says, Good work, Harry, roared Hagrid as everyone, except Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle cheered. 
And I was like, that means that there are Slytherins that aren't assholes. When do we get to meet them? Like, that we means don't. the other Slytherins that are, like, cheering. Pansy cheered. Yeah, I know. Pansy cheered. Like, I think she kind of likes Harry. We know. I think, I think she's jealous of Harry. That's why she always goes around. I, I think Malfoy is jealous of Harry, and Pansy, like, doesn't like no, Harry. No, I'm saying from a dreary perspective, Pansy's jealous of Harry. Okay. Because Malfoy's talking about him all the time and gets all of Malfoy's attention. Which, even from a non-dreary perspective, is also probably a little bit true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, just forewarning, I'm gonna read every Malfoy-Harry interaction in this book as a dreary interaction. Just because, especially from Malfoy's end, it is too far. It is too much. Too much. Get it under control. Um, Malfoy, this is not the time to get Harry's attention when he's trying to impress the hippogriff is my next. When he's trying to, like, get Harry, he's like, Oh, this stupid bird. Yeah. No big deal. Like, Harry even said, like, the uh, the narrator even says, so loud enough, so Harry could hear. He's just like, oh, and then he gets his arm broken, <laughs> and he acts like a little baby child. But I'm I was dying. <laughs> Look at me. It's killed me. But, Buckbeak, what's up? Why did you even bow to Draco in the first place? Like, you should know better. I also feel like Draco kind of was into it first. Like, yeah. he was like, oh, look at it. It's gonna, you know, when he yeah. went about the, you know, also I feel like Her- the Buck- Buckbeak and Draco have the same temperament. Like, mm-hmm. he probably recognized himself in Draco. Also, like, why isn't anyone making fun of Malfoy, like, later on? Like, everyone makes fun of Harry for, like, passing out because of a Dementor. Why can't you make fun of Draco, like, freaking but out really, about a hippogriff? Only the only people making fun of Harry about the Dementor is, like, Malfoy and his friends. Right. So, Malfoy and his friends aren't gonna make fun of Malfoy. No, but somebody should. I I mean, clearly someone should. That's embarrassing for him. Pansy is crying because Malfoy is injured. She has full tears coming from her eyes because he got a scratch on his arm. Ridiculous. I said Pansy's so irksome. They should fire him straight away. I'm gonna go see if he's okay. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> My note says I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> but I love it. I think they're so funny in this book. Like, just, it's, it's so over the top. Ugh, I love how much Harry, Ron, and Hermione all care about Hagrid. Like, you know, know it's a lot when Ron can't eat. No, that was Hermione. I know, but it said Ron, who also hadn't touched his food, I thought. I mean, fact check me, because you know I get a little messed up. (laughs) Yeah, it says who wasn't eating either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good catch. Yeah, that does take a lot. Um, I was like, where is the security? Like. (laughs) <laughs> aren't they worried about Sirius and they just like literally walked out of the castle like not even under the invisibility cloak like nobody was there I get that it's still like early like it's the evening I mean their but... security is that shield thing they have around the whole school I know but they always had people patrolling like the hallways and mm-hmm. stuff that kind of security oh like, okay you know and I mean they have the dementors too. where were you purse were you off yeah. making out with Penelope I think they're done. You think they're broken off? We don't. We don't get any mint. Oh yes, we do. 
because um, they like bet against each other next book. Um, no, it must be in this book um, that he bets that they're gonna win the house, the Quidditch Cup. He's like, I better go find Penelope. Um, it's at the end. So sad they don't end up together. Although good for Penelope for getting her shit together. Yeah, she's like, I can't with you anymore. He has to marry some girl named Audrey. She met him post shit. Wow, that's probably for the best. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, I think this is like a classic trope that I don't really like when kids take care of like adults, like when, when they're when, drunk. Yeah, or just like, oh, I know better than you, and I'm like a precocious child, and I'm like gonna take care of yeah this adult in my life, and like they just like stop seen Hagrid as, like, a mentor to them. Like, I think probably in this book, because they're, like, taking care of him, and, like, in the next book, too. I mean, they take care of him a lot. It is rough. And I, I think it's so telling, because when we first started this podcast, and we talked about this a lot, we were like, oh, they hate on Hagrid so much. You know, we're not gonna hate on Hagrid. Um, and I'm not hating on Hagrid. I just think he does do a lot of things that put him in a a bad position in terms yeah. of his relationship with them. You know, like, he does let them take the fall for things that are his fault. He oh, puts yeah. them in harm's way on multiple occasions um, from his carelessness. Or, like, you know, and this is going a little bit far, because I don't think Hagrid, like, has a drinking problem, because, one, how expensive would that be? <laughs> Giant. But, um, yeah. but I think, like... It's a bad look that he's their teacher, and Hermione has to be like, I think you've had enough at 13. It's weird. I have that in my notes, yeah. too. I'm like, that's a bad move. Well, and they, like, call, they, like, refer to Hagrid drinking throughout the whole series, which I think is, like, weird, because there's only, we've only seen it, like, a couple of times. It's not like every night he's, like, yeah. drinking. Although, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to believe, because... Malfoy also makes a comment about it, like, in the first book. Like, yeah, I hear he's just, like, a drunk that, like, you know. Oh. I mean, maybe it's also, like, I don't know, maybe it's a culture thing. Like, maybe in England, because, like, I don't know, alcohol and stuff like that, it's different. It's a different relationship, I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that's true, but I just feel like... But I feel like they talk about it like it's a drinking problem. I also... I have a weird relationship. Like, my parents are never were never, until I was older, the kind of parents that were like, oh, get me a beer from the fridge kind yeah. of thing. Like, that was never my relationship with alcohol. Yeah. With my parents, because, um, you know, both of them, you know, they aren't, like, heavy, you know, they're not really beer drinkers anyway. You right. know, my mom's not going to be like, Alex, pour me a glass of wine at 13. Right. But, um. I mean, they're not doing that either, though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like that that's a classic thing they do with Hagrid in the series, where they're always, like, looking after him. Yeah. When he was introduced as, like, this kind of, like, uncle figure. Yeah. I agree. Um. But then I was like, now he sounds like a teacher when he's, like, yelling at Yeah, at Harry... <laughs> I don't want to say you're back here. What is this accent I'm doing for Hagrid? It's not correct. And I've been doing it all this chapter. I apologize. I am better at a British accent than this. and <laughs> Or English accent. 
in different types of English accents, too, but that's just not Hagrid's. It's not anything. Covered in bandages, moaning. Malfoy's such a little shit. That's what my next note says. He must have been doing something. Oh, that's the beginning of the next one, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. It's like they're talking about how Malfoy's been, you know, talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, about how, you know, and Hagrid's worried about what's gonna happen. That's the end of my notes. Yeah, that was my last note, too, was that, yeah, no, he sounds like a teacher. <laughs> Um, alright, so what, who are your champs and rats and rats and champs and champs and rats? Okay, so my rat is Malfoy. So, I did not put Malfoy only because I was like, I think he got what he deserved in this one. <laughs> and I was really annoyed with Pansy, so she's my rat. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And then my champ is Buckbeak. <laughs> Amazing. Although I was kind of mad at Bookbee because I felt like she should have had better control of her temper. She's caused a lot of issues for my man Hagrid. Wow. So I almost gave it to Buckbeak, but then I remembered McGonagall and how she deserves some accolades because nobody clapped for her. Aww. So she's my champ. But I also just love this, like, I love her shade. Her takedown of Trelawney is impeccable, so... And I also love that she does it, and she knows it's cheering up Harry yeah. without embarrassing him. Like, it's right. good teacher, good teacher Mo. so I gave it to McGonagall. Um, I gave this chapter 50 points. Um, I like, I mean, I like that we get to see these two new classes, but I don't actually like the content of either classes. Like, it makes me anxious, <laughs> um, like, kind of what happens with how tense it is between Hermione and Trelawney even though it's not, like not as much in this one and like Harry's obviously upset about it and then in this one with like the whole Buckbeak thing and Malfoy I'm like oh this sucks but like I think they're great chap I think they're great parts of the chapter but yeah 50 points I didn't rate it <laughs> how many points would you give it I think 60 I think around I think 50, around 50 is correct I liked it a little bit um more I, I don't know I like I like all the Malfoy stuff we get in this chapter. Of I think course. it's funny. Um, and I, I I mean, it's hard for me to rate any chapter in this book, which is why I think I didn't do it. Because I love this book so much that it's like every chapter just makes me smile. I like the pacing of this book. I think it's funny. I think it's, yeah. you know, quick. So I like that. And so it makes me want to give every chapter really high things. But I think in comparison to maybe other chapters in this book, it'll get a solid 60. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't like it as much. And that's mostly because of how Harry feels about this, what's happening. Yeah. Um, but, all right, so let's do a little quizzy quiz. Mm. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. 
I'm gonna have to borrow your book for my part of the quiz. So you ask me your question first. Okay. Okay. So what did Harry see in Ron's teacup? Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me think. I need to think about it. There are two things. Okay. Oh, he sees a wonky cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and a son. Because mm-hmm. he's going to suffer, but he's going to be happy. About yeah, it. nice. Oof, okay. That was good. Okay. Name two insults Sir Cadogan calls them. Um, you scurvy something. Yeah. And does it say scallywag? Um, I don't know. See, this is why I needed it. It's because I only wrote down, like, two. Um... Oh, I'm trying to think of the one he says, like, at the, um, when Harry tries to help him, he goes, um, <laughs> That's the other get one your I hands think. off me, you, uh, I think it starts with an M, but I, I can't remember. Um, I have Scaffy Bracket written down. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, the one you're thinking of is Scurvy Braggart. Yeah. Um... Oh, the rogue. Yeah, you rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't start with an M, but that's what I think what I was thinking of. That was good. Yeah, we didn't. So, Kadogan. So, Kadogs. Well, next time to listen, um, tell us the spell that gets rid of a bogart. Ooh, good one, Malls. So, yeah, do that, and you can listen to our next episode, which is Chapter 7, The Bogart in the Wardrobe. As opposed to outside of the wardrobe. Very important. Yeah. Um, Please find us on social media and give us um, a rating and a review on iTunes. Yeah. And talk to us. Yeah. Interact. We're here. We're ready. Yeah, we love talking Harry Potter, so... Whoop whoop. Goodbye. <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.